the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Hey, it's Jennifer here. You are listening to Simply for Women, and we are in the book of Ruth. It's one of the greatest love stories of all time. I am a hopeless romantic, been married over 30 years, but I love the book of Ruth because there are so many aspects of this book that really apply to our everyday lives. And one of the things we're going to look at today is really behind the scenes what happened. Ruth 1 and Ruth 1 and 2, they they had a famine. They had a famine in Bethlehem. There was a loss of income. There was a loss of livelihood. And so then in Ruth 1, 1 and 2, they had to leave their homeland, their friends, extended family. They left their community. They left their spiritual traditions. And that was Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, and their two sons, Malon and Kilion. And so how do we know? This was written during the time of the judges. And famine was continu- it was a continuing threat to the people that were living in Israel at the time. So a freedom from war and consistent timely rainfall were imperative for crops to flourish in these semi-arid lands. And, you know, in the Mosaic Covenant, God protected Israel from both of those causes of famine. He promised to bless Israel with seasonal rains and as a token of covenant harmony when she wholeheartedly loved and served him. So that was in Deuteronomy 11, 13 to 15. God promises, you know, if you will wholeheartedly love and serve me, then I'll send rains, we'll have harmony. But they're in this time of judges and they're they're struggling. You know, they're struggling a little bit. They're struggling to put him first. They're struggling to love him wholeheartedly. And so God also, he pledged to protect Israel against her enemies and cause her to fully possess the land so that nobody was able to stand against Israel when she observed his commands and faithfully taught them to their children. That was in Deuteronomy eleven twenty two. So, you know, God, he, behind the scenes, he has promised these things, but there were some caveats to the promises. God says, when you do this, you know, we'll be okay. But they, they had, they were failing a little bit. They had yeah, shrunk back from honoring him and putting him first. So when all of this has happened, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, decides to take the family to Moab, which we talked about. You go down south in Israel and you have to cross the land bridge near the Dead Sea, the lowest place on earth. It's high, it's dry, it's dusty. And they cross over into the land of Moab, but it was kind of like going from bad to worse. This is more of a riches to rags story because Moab, they, they served foreign gods wholeheartedly, foreign gods. 
So they were really into this, and it it ended up a just a huge disappointment. The boys died, Elimelech died, and now Naomi and Ruth are making their way back. So anyway, we've talked a lot about that. But the interesting thing is Naomi, in verse 5 of 1, she's truly empty-handed, she's stranded, she's in a foreign land, and she's bereaved. She's she's bereaved, She's grieving her husband and her children. She's lost material resources, she's lost status, she's lost the com- comfort of her homeland, the comfort of her family. She feels she's too old to start all over again. She just feels like her entire life is chaos. And her situation just wants to make her shout, why has this happened to me? So I thought maybe we should probe the depths just a little bit because we have times in our lives where we feel like Naomi. And it's difficult to think about and talk about, but it gives us room for the Holy Spirit to move in our heart with answers. So I call this the good yet hard questions of life, maybe the why of suffering. So Christians that are in a severe or extended crisis, kind of like Naomi, kind of like you and me at different times in our lives, or maybe you feel you're in a crisis now or in the midst of chaos now. We we have these questions. And if you, if even if you aren't in chaos now, you need to answer these questions at some point so that when you are, you aren't blindsided. So the two questions I have today is, number one, how can a God who is all-powerful and all-loving allow evil? And then number two, why do godly and sincere Christians experience what seems like cruel or unusual suffering? Those are tough questions, and I certainly don't have all the answers. I I still try to understand those answers myself and dig through the scripture and talk to God. But Job's story and the heroes of enduring faith that we, that Hebrews chapter 11, they show us that God does not always explain the why of suffering, but you know, scripture does give us some general answers to the often, often confounding dilemma. So here's some here's some ideas. Here's some pieces that I've pulled out. And I'm, you may have others that I don't have on my list. But I thought we could talk about a few answers to those questions. So number one is the curse. I mean, we live in a fallen, sin-filled world. And unfortunately, this earth is flawed. And until Christ returns or until we join him in heaven, only then is perfection possible. You know, it says in Genesis 3:17 to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, quote, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil. You will eat of it all the days of your life. So in in Genesis, when there was the fall and the sin, you, you know, it, it's part of the earth, part of our reality now because of the flaw. Now, I, I can't blame Eve too much probably would have eaten that apple myself just as well but that's that that could be just part of a sin-filled fallen world we you know in the bible when jesus that he washed feet right and peter said oh lord wash all of me well peter knew the lord and he washed his feet why did he wash his feet because he's walking around in this dusty earth and all of us we're walking around in this dusty earth and we get our feet dusty And Jesus said, let's wash feet. And so sometimes some of the suffering, it's part of just walking around in this dusty earth. So number two, here's another answer that I came up with. And you could see how you feel about that. But sometimes we're just waiting 
on God to fulfill his promises. And while we're waiting, we're maturing in our faith. So we're maybe your question, why God, why? I don't understand. And it feels as if he's silent, but he's maturing you. He's helping you grow. He He is going to fulfill promises in your life, but you're in the wait time. So as you wait on God, be encouraged because he's producing his character inside of you, inside of me. We may not see the answers that we're looking for right now, but that doesn't mean that God is not going to answer us. It may feel tiring. It may feel long, but God is never late. It says in Romans 8:22, for we know that even things of nature like animals and plants suffer in sickness and death as they wait the great event. And even we as Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory and grown to be released from pain and suffering, we too anxiously await the day when God will give us our full rights as his children, including the new bodies that he has promised us, bodies that will never be sick again and will never die. I love that. That's Romans 8, to 23, and it's a foretaste, isn't it? A foretaste of heaven and future glory. And and then in John 16, 33, Jesus said, I've told you all these things, and, and he's in the garden, but I've told you these things so that you may have peace in me. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart, for I've overcome the world. So I also love that verse. I find a lot of comfort in that verse from Jesus. But sometimes we have the all these why, why, God, why? I don't understand. It's hard. I'm suffering. And that's where Naomi was. She had sorrow. She had grief. She had poverty. She had difficulty. And she said, just call me bitter. And maybe that's how you feel today. But God is going to answer you. You just might be in the wait time. So stay close to him. Don't push him far away. Stay close to him. So, okay, another another answer to this question, the why of suffering. What Do you remember what my two questions were? I'll, I'll read them to you again. So number one, how can a God who's all-powerful and all-loving allow evil? That's a big question. Number two was, why do godly and sincere Christians experience what feels like cruel or unusual suffering? Why did Naomi experience that, such suffering? Well, you know, here's my other reason. So I gave you the first one was possibly the curse. We live in this dusty, sin-fallen, evil world, flawed world. Number two, we're waiting. We're in the waiting time. God is going to answer you, but you're waiting. And number three, what about unconfessed personal or corporate sin? You know, God is holy. And as we see the sun come up every morning, we know he's consistent. He is faithful and he longs to cleanse us and forgive our sins. That's in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess him, he will forgive him. But you think about the famine. Why did the the famine initiated these events? Was the famine caused by corporate sin? The land for the Israelites at the time, they were turning from God. So is Elimelech to blame? I don't know. Did he stubbornly make his own decision to take him to Moab without first listening to God or asking God? Sometimes we make mistakes, don't we? In retrospect, Elimelech's decision kind of looks like a poor one, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Perhaps corporate sin is followed by human failure. It, It feels like a logical conclusion. You know, the text doesn't offer a solid a solid answer. The complex why that we all have may not be totally unraveled. 
in this lifetime. I look at Psalm 32, 3 to 5. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groanings all day long. Day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped like in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you. I did not cover up my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you will forgive me of the guilt of my sin. God will forgive you. And there's hope in that. But sometimes that's something we need to look at. Has sin caused the suffering? And the last one before we go really quick is the direct assault of Satan. Jesus warned us of that. In John 10, 10, he said, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. And another time Jesus said to to Peter, he said, Peter, Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Wow. So was Naomi's situation just a chain of events beyond her control or suffering known to all mankind? Or was this a devastation and a direct attack of Satan? Lots to think about, huh? What the whys of suffering. We'll unpack that again on the next show a little bit further. But you are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson. It's great to be with you today. We have a guest coming right up, so don't go anywhere. You're just getting started on the show today. You will be encouraged. God loves you. Whatever you're going through, he hears you. Maybe you're just in the waiting time. He's going to help you. You are listening to Simply for Women. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.